from my dining room table to my living room couch and sometimes even my bedroom. This is soon to be Esquire the podcast. I'm your host, Madison Tory. Thank you all once again for tuning in to another episode of Soon to be Esquire. Once again, I am your host, Madison Tory. Now, this episode is for you to have a chance to get to know me a bit more. And this episode is a bit more personal. I'm going to tell you all really about my experiences. Yes, from 1L year, but also from what I'm feeling right now. So as a 2L, I just finished my very first week of my second year of law school. And I definitely want to share you share with you my experiences, what I'm feeling. I mean, you know, this is definitely a new kind of age and a new form of learning for law school. And just everything basically being strictly online, it's definitely a transition for me. So I can't wait to talk to you all about that. So first, what am I feeling right now? So after my first week of my second year, I kind of feel like nothing has changed. Um, I feel like this was a continuation of what last semester was for me in the spring of my first year. I That's kind of what I'm feeling right now. There what hasn't been like a big change for me. And I think that's due partly because it's online. And so, you know, sometimes how for your first year of college and first year of medical school, grad school, and for law school, they kind of make that first first day a bigger deal for you. You know, you're kind of anxious and nervous to go to your first class. You see all these law students there. You get to see all of your friends together. And I think because for me, at least, I wasn't in that environment. I wasn't able to see my fellow law school students and my professors, the ones who are new to me this semester, the ones who I'm having again, Um, for a second time because I wasn't able to actually see them and be in the same environment with them. I think that is what has caused me not to feel like I am starting a new chapter of this journey. And that is just a continuation of what the spring was. Because, I mean, in the spring, mid-March, we really had to stop everything and go straight to online, just how everyone else did. Um, But it kind of feels like a continuation from that. However, there is something a bit different. I definitely feel that the professors took time this summer to really get to know the platforms of Zoom and um, get to know the platforms where we're going to be submitting our assignments and um, just kind of get familiar with this new online network that we're in. And so it through live classes and Zoom, I think they have really mastered it in a way where, in a way, it kind of feels like we're still in a classroom setting. But, you know, no matter what, being in person definitely trumps um, learning online, especially for, for law school. There's this, you know, the Socratic seminar that you have in your classroom when you're discussing what you've read from the previous night, learning everyone's opinions and perspectives on how they really interpreted what they read and bringing their own experiences to that. Um, it's something that's missing, but I'm hoping that throughout the semester, 
like I said, it's just the end of week one, but I'm hoping that throughout the semester, more people will feel comfortable to get used to this online platform. Now, I do have two of my classes that I'm extremely excited about because the professors have, and the students, um, have made it a great just kind of experience so far for me. So in my constitutional law class, I have a professor who I had the first semester of my um, 1L year, and she's amazing. I was really excited about taking her class. And I can just tell in that class the students are a lot more engaged than my other classes, so I'm really happy about that. And then my other class for intellectual property law, I'm so happy about that. The students are definitely interactive and engaged in that class as well great professor. I had him as well for um, criminal law my first year and and during my first semester. So I knew I wanted to take him again. Super excited about that class. Really interesting material. Can't wait to learn more about that. Um, But that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. And then, oh my goodness, it's just, it's kind of a lot. Just learning how to do do all of this online and trying to focus on just me right now at this time to ensure that everything's okay, that I'm able to handle all of these responsibilities as boss of vice president and as a new member of a journal, trying to really learn what my responsibilities for that are as well. And also as a teaching assistant, just trying to make sure that priority number one is my education Um, And my classes come first. And then everything else needs to come second after that. And of course, taking care of myself is number one as well. But um, after the first week of classes, that's really what I'm feeling. I'm hopeful that um, things will get better for my other classes. Oh, as a teaching assistant, it has been, um, it's been fun so far. Um, Over the summer, I actually was a teaching assistant in this law summer program that helps one L, incoming 1Ls kind of prepare for their first year, specifically for their first semester. It is called the Coleman um, Scholars Program. It's an amazing program. I actually did it right before I came to law school, and it's amazing. Um, but I was their teach- teaching assistant this summer, and it really gave me the experience that I was looking for just so I kind of could get my feet wet as a teaching assistant, I wanted to make sure that <laughs> at least um, I didn't mess anything up during the fall semester. Um, so it was kind of like a test run for me, and it was so much fun. I met some great incoming 1Ls. I met some great students there. Got to connect with some of my previous friends that I haven't talked to in a while at Tulane Law was so good to see them and talk to them as well. Um, We kind of reconnected. So it was just, it was a great experience for me. And it definitely, I know, is going to help this semester um, and me just trying to at least help the professor, but also the students taking the course as well. So moving on to, like I said, a bit more about me. I want this episode to talk about, yes, what I'm feeling right now after my first week of my 2L year, but also kind of a background on who I am and why I feel like I want to be hosting this podcast. So I'll tell you all a bit about where I'm from a bit, um, at least 
education-wise. So I went to undergrad at Dillard University, and that is an HBCU in New Orleans, Louisiana. I grew so much at that university um, just from my first year to, to my second year. <laughs> it's crazy. From the people that know me now and the people that knew me in high school and just kind of seeing this change from first year, from my freshman year to my sophomore year in undergrad, I, I became a completely different person. And I definitely give credit to Dillard University because I definitely came out of my shell when I first got there. I was definitely shy and that's kind of how I was in high school as well. And so Dillard helped me, I guess, in a way, find my voice and really what I was interested in. So I went to Dillard. I already knew I'm like, yes, I want to become an attorney, Um, law school. Yeah, I know that's what I need to do. So I went to the pre-law program during the first week and definitely let Mrs. Kimbrough, who is the pre-law advisor there, let her know, okay, this is something I'm interested in. Um, I can't wait to learn more about the path and everything I need to do about it. So I had my intentions and my goals and priorities. Definitely, I was focused when I went into the institution at Dillard. And all the opportunities that I had from, you know, different leadership roles and community service and summer internships and um, fall and spring internships that all kind of prepared me for my interests and what I believe that God has intended for my purpose. And really, that's just to serve. And so I first went to, in 2017, it was during the spring semester, uh, sophomore, yes, sophomore year, spring semester, I attended the Women's March in Washington, D.C. Um, and I was blown away just by all of these women and even some men that came together and women from all kinds of ages. I mean, I even saw some babies there and some toddlers. And I was just blown away that all of these people came together to support one another, to stand in solidarity with one another. You know, just that women's rights are human's rights. That yes, Black Lives Matter. That there's so much that needs to be accomplished. um, And that we shouldn't kind of go back on with this presidency. Ooh, goodness. I don't even want to get into that. But anyways, that was like my introduction to social justice. That was my introduction to women's rights. And I would say that event in particular kind of birthed my feminism or something. I don't I don't even know what to call it, but um, that's really where I first started to just get more intrigued about, okay, what does it mean to be a feminist? What are the challenges that women really do face? Because of course, yes, I experienced challenges, not just as women, but as Black women. But doing your research specifically about what those challenges are with statistics, with the history, um, it just changed everything for me. So from there, my junior year in the spring, I decided to host an awards session. And it was titled the Inspire Awards, I-N-S-P-I, capital 
H capital E capital R. And so I had a dream one night, y'all, this is going to sound crazy. (laughs) I had a dream one night about um, Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, it was about Lupita Nyong'o, Viola Davis, Regina Hall, and Michelle Obama. Oh, and Kerry Washington as well. And I was just like, oh my gosh, these women are amazing. But there's so many other women that do this amazing work behind the scenes that aren't even given credit. And um, I kind of got this idea when I was thinking about another woman, Ava DuVernay. And she's a director of amazing films. And it kind of just, I thought of something like, okay, usually it's always the actors and the actresses that are always getting these awards, but what about the producers and the directors? What about those assistants? What about the crew? And this is when she was kind of making her debut when she was being more well-known. And I thought, okay, wow, there's so many directors that I don't know about. And so I thought, okay, women really should be recognized for a lot more of the work that they do. I know Ava DuVernay cannot be the only one that um, is doing this work, you know? There obviously she wasn't. But I took that idea to another friend of mine, Jordan Clark, because she had so much experience with planning events um, and starting an organization. So I took this idea to her. I said, hey, Jordan, um, I have an idea about an awards um, an award session and for women on this campus. I want it to be for the students. I want it to be for the faculty and for the staff and even some women in the New Orleans community to be recognized for the work that they do. I want to call it the Inspire Her Awards because I just continue to be so inspired by the amazing Black women that I see in my life. And um, I called it the Inspire Her Awards just because of my mother, because she's inspired me literally every single day of my life. And I kind of, after I had the dream, I called my mother up and I said, hey, I have this idea. I think it'd just be so cool to recognize women that I love so much. And I wish I could put on an awards, (laughs) an awards show just for you. And she was saying, okay, well, I see what you're doing, but, you know, you're in New Orleans, I'm in Florida, da 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 I'm like, all right, you know what, you're right, let, let me try and think about what I can do here. And so um, she was really the inspiration for the Inspire Her Awards. <laughs> and as I said, I went to Jordan Clark about this, and I was just telling her, like, this is my vision for it, I just want to see it come to life. And I don't know how we did it, but literally two months after I had that idea, about two and a half months after that, we had the first ever Inspire Her Awards. I I don't know how we put it together that fast. Of course, you know, the first year you have your kinks and all that stuff. Um, But I was just so happy to see it come to fruition. So we had different awards with, you know, cool names like Black Girl Magic Award. We had athletic award we had um black girls rock award different things like that and it was so amazing to just see the women come together and support each other because we don't see it enough and I was so sick and tired of that so um it happened again my senior year and this time I knew obviously it's my senior year I wish I could have started it my freshman or sophomore year um but 
Anyway, so I knew it was my senior year and I wasn't going to be there anymore. So I reached out to another student who I knew had the same intentions that I did or ha- and had the same goal of wanting to see women come together and support each other. Um, and so I told her, I said, hey, I would love to pass this down to you because I didn't want just the Inspire Her Awards to just stop where it was. And so I passed it down to her and I said, I want you to run it. Let me know if you need anything. And she did the dang thing. (laughs) Anyways, it was another successful year. Um, Yeah, so that was the Inspire Her Awards and these just different pieces of my experience at Dillard University just really helped me find out not only who I want to be as a woman, but my purpose in in life, in my work, and in my community. And like I said, I definitely give credit to Dillard University for that. Now, during my senior year, you know, this is when the journey to law school starts. So, oh, goodness. Yes. So actually, the second semester of my junior year, <laughs> as all these things are going on, all of my other extracurriculars and classes, I am studying for the LSAT because I planned on taking it in June of that summer, right before my senior year, and I took it. One and done, thank God. I definitely did not want to take it again. So if y'all know anything about the LSAT, I mean, my goodness, it is kind of like a part-time job studying for it. <laughs> But anyways, we I got that done, and I took the LSAT. Didn't have to take it again, thank goodness. And then going into my last year, it was really kind of the kickoff of applying to law school. So, you know, in your application, you have your LSAT, you have your essay, and your letters of recommendation. So right after, the, after I finished the LSAT, I started writing my personal statement essay for all the schools. And at first, I started writing about different topics like the Women's March and sometimes uh, some of the community service I have done in the New Orleans community. I wrote about that. I kind of wrote about where I'm from, you know, small military town. I'm like, yeah, I'm from Florida. This is where I am now. And I was doing kind of these really generic personal statements And I brought them to Mrs. Kimbrough and my mentor. And they're like, yeah, no, this is really good. This is great. Uh, But it doesn't seem like it's you. It doesn't seem real. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. A story about y'all's personal statement. Make sure you back it up because after the summer and I was showing them my personal statement, my laptop literally crashed. I had a friend with me. And I was kind of talking to her. We were talking about law school and everything. And she was in my room. And my laptop was on my bed and she sat on the bed. And I guess, I don't, I don't know what happened, but she accidentally pushed the laptop off the bed and it fell on the floor, hardwood floor, y'all. And um, everything was gone. I mean, everything was just gone. So anyways, I learned my lesson from that. But after that, um, I had to kind of focus on, all right, what is the story I actually want to share with the committee, with this admissions committee? 
Uh, and the story I wanted to share with them was just kind of showing them that, okay, you know, have the resilience, the determination to not just get to law school, not to just finish law school, but to be the best that I can while in law school and continuing with that social justice and um, element that I've uh, always had an interest in. And uh, I realized, okay, now I actually have to write about something a bit more personal and something a lot more personal and vulnerable than what I wanted to share. So I wrote about some mental health issues, and that was really hard for me and how mental health has, you know, affected my family and however, you know, just the strength with that. But anyways, it was it was a lot for me to write it. But I did it, and I'm so happy that I did, um, because now I feel like I'm definitely a part of the family at Loyola. They know the real me, (laughs) the person that I am, Um, so I'm definitely happy about that. And after kind of applying to law schools, after I finished that, you know, choosing the right law school. So for me, when I had my list of law schools that I wanted to apply to, It was basically every school in D.C. and every school in New York. And, oh gosh, it's so funny to think about now because I love D.C. D.C. is my area. I love it so much. I love the museums. I'm definitely a history and museum junkie. Whenever I travel anywhere, I'm definitely like, okay, the first place we need to go to is what are the museums? I'm here for it. Um... So D.C., that was like a no-brainer for me. And then New York, I'm like, well, I haven't been to New York since I was like 12, um, but I really loved it when I was there. (laughs) So I decided those are the places that I wanted to be. And so I actually was able to take a trip um, in November of my senior year, and I decided, all right, let let me just take a trip to New York, see if I really like it again, how I did when I was 12. And um, my opinion changed. I love New York. Definitely to visit, but I could not see myself living there yet. Not just yet. I wasn't ready for New York. Um, So I think that's also why I love DC so much because it was like the perfect mix of the North and the South for me. Um, But I decided, okay, well, I'm basically now open to anywhere. So I applied to Loyola here in New Orleans And I applied to some schools in D.C. I applied to a school in Mississippi, a school in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Y'all, I, yeah, I kind of applied to multiple locations, um, not really knowing where I wanted to be in the long run. But I actually have just made a decision. I'm definitely interested in settling in Texas, specifically Dallas, Texas. And so um, I knew, all right, well, where am I comfortable right now? I'm comfortable with D.C. and I'm comfortable with Loyola. Um, I mean, New Orleans. And so that's kind of what helped make my decision. Of course, it was also scholarships, what the schools were able to offer to me. Because, y'all, law school is really an investment. It is making an investment in yourself. So to anyone who is applying to law school, who is getting ready to start their applications to law school, just know that 
whatever school you pick, whatever the factors are that contribute to that, just know that law school is definitely an investment. You're making an investment within yourself. So you have to be prepared to know, okay, am I willing to relocate away from my family and friends? Am I willing to invest thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars a year to really contribute to my education? Am I willing to put some things on hold to make this a priority? So just remember that it's an investment within yourself and it's definitely going to pay off if you are currently in the process or looking forward to the process of applying to law school. And that's really kind of where how my journey ended. I knew Loyola was the right pick for me. Of course, I went to visit the campus. I got to know some of the people. I already knew some law students that um, had been to Loyola. And I was definitely looking for their honest opinions about the school. And they gave that to me. And I'm so incredibly happy with the choice that I picked. So that was my journey to law school. And I want to talk about my 1L year a bit. Um, (laughs) Just kind of give you my experience with it. I know we talked about in soon to be 2L about in both of those episodes about both Michaela, Christian, Chanel, and Rebecca's experiences when I was when I was asking them about it, but I would kind of want to share with you all some of my experiences as well. So during my 1L year, during the first week actually, oh my goodness, of course I was nervous. I was anxious about some of my classes. I was kind of worried about being cold called on. I was worried about are my case briefs good enough? I was worried about specifically about cold calling, but like, what were they going to ask me about? Um, So I had all of these mixed feelings and emotions. And actually during the first week, it was the second day of law school, second day of law school for me, one all year, I get into an elevator with another student and she's, y'all, she's crying. (laughs) She's crying in the elevator. And so I just looked at her. I'm like, oh my gosh, everything's okay. You know, it's, it's all right. You know, don't, don't worry. You know, everything will be okay. It's going to work out for you. And she, y'all, she just looked at me and she said, it's your first year, isn't it? (laughs) I was like, oh my God, she did not just, I'm like, oh, okay. You're a 1L, aren't you? Wow. I'm like, man. And after she said that, after after we got off the elevator, I thought to myself, am I going to feel this way in a year or two? Am I, is that going to be me? And it was during, oh goodness, it was second semester, the beginning of second semester when I kind of understood what she really meant by that. And I'll get to that at a later point. But first semester for me, after that encounter on the elevator, it went pretty well. Um, But I mean, just like anyone's first semester of law school, you know, you're nervous because everything is new. Everything you are doing is new. But what I kind of spoke on in the last two episodes was about kind of this guilt trip thing and learning to not to compare yourself to other students just because you kind of get sucked into it. You hear about what your other law student friends are doing and 
They might tell you, I've been studying for hours in the library. They might say, actually, subject matter jurisdiction is about this. Or, oh yeah, I went to their office hours. I've been going every day. We're so cool. I'm so tight with that professor. Most of the time, y'all, they are lying. Not to make you feel bad, per se, but to make themselves feel better. And I think they just want to convince themselves that they have been doing a lot of the work that it takes to kind of be successful in law school. But we are first semester is a learning curve. So don't think, and I know this was for me, I felt like, oh my gosh, everyone knows what's going on except me. Okay, so everyone has this thing figured out and I'm the only person who has no idea what I'm doing. Great, awesome. And it took me a while. It it was it wasn't until second semester when I realized, oh my gosh, wait a minute. We all started this together. We literally started this together. We were orientation together. We all had the first day together. We basically ha- all have the same professors. We're taking the same subjects. They're not getting anything more than I am. They're learning the exact same thing that I am. They also have no idea what they're doing, just like I have no idea what I'm doing. Whenever they say we're talking about outlining and orientation, I was just thinking, I see the outline. I I see the end result, but how did you get to it? And you may think that everyone else has it figured out. And I know that's exactly how I felt. And it wasn't until I was actually preparing for finals when I understood, okay, this is the outline. It wasn't until I really started to get a handle on my case briefs and when I realized this is the purpose of briefing cases. It's not just so you take time out of your day. It's not a punishment from your professors for with all this reading. It is to help you really understand the exact the, the subject that you're reading. If you know you're reading about battery, there really those case briefs are examples about the law of battery. It's about how it can be interpreted in so many different fact scenarios. And it's your job to really absorb that and take that and know that, okay, I have seen so many examples of this because you're going to read so many cases and read hundreds of cases. And it's really your job to understand that, okay, I've seen it be applied to this set of facts. I think in this set of facts, the law would be applied in this way. And knowing the purpose of what you're doing, I think is going to help you so much in law school. It'll also save you some time. Um, So that's kind of how my first semester went. I needed to learn, okay, I should not compare myself to anyone. And then another lesson I had to learn during the first semester was that it's okay to have fun. It's okay to have a good time in law school because I would go out to eat with my friends after classes a few times. Of course, we would go back to the library, but we just needed a break. It was definitely like towards the middle and towards the end of the semester when we were just so exhausted. And we were like, okay, we need a break. I'm tired of looking at this building. Oh my gosh, I can't do it anymore. And we needed a break. So we would go out to eat. Sometimes we would hang out. We would have um, paint and sips and... Uh, we would get our nails done. And just honestly, those little things with your friends are what, at least for me, it helped me definitely during the first semester. And I needed to learn not to feel guilty about that. Because at first, 
I know after the second week, I went to the academic success office and I told them, I said, is there something I'm doing wrong? Because I have this time that I was told I wasn't going to have. Why am I kind of going to bed early? And I mean, I'm still getting to the law school an hour or whatever before my class and, you know, kind of doing a refresh on what I need to know for the class coming up. But I thought, why am I, why do I have all of this time? And I felt so guilty for that. And the professor in the academic success office just told me, okay, calm down. It literally is your second week. You're not going to be outlining until you actually have information to put in your outline. You don't understand anything right now. So don't stress about it. Don't worry about it. And she said, the only thing I really should be doing is, of course, briefing my cases and taking notes down from the class and reorganizing those notes after I'm done with classes. So after I finished my classes from the notes I had, usually they are trash, okay? Trash, y'all. Because I'm trying to type as fast as the professor is talking and I'm trying to make sure I get everything and you might miss a word or two. And whenever you're actually making your outline, you're using your case briefs and your notes from classes to kind of put that information together. And you, if you have trash notes, your outline is going to be terrible. And you might have some concepts in there that you actually don't understand. And so what she was telling me was just make sure you organize your notes. Get them in a way that it makes sense to you. That, that's really what it's about. Everything that you are writing, that you're typing, that you're going to be keeping for your outlines, it should just make sense to you. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else as long as it makes sense to you. And that's another thing you have to think about if you're considering going to office hours. If it makes sense to you, that's all that matters. So you could have something written down on a piece of paper about for, for your torts class about batteries saying... It's um, two different things. And as long as you know that it's those two different things, it could be written down in gibberish. But if it makes sense to you, it makes sense to you. And if you go to your professor saying, okay, this is what I'm understanding. And it turns out that, okay, you're understanding it correctly. Perfect. Make sure you have that information written down that it makes sense to you. However, if you're telling them that, okay, this is what I have written down does this make sense? And the professor's like, oh, honey, you have that all the way wrong. And it's probably going to be that 70% of the time. And it is okay because you are just learning. All you have to do is change it. That's really it. And just change it in a way that, guess what? It makes sense to you. And um, that's that's really it. So that's what I learned first semester. And then going into second semester, after first semester, y'all was tired. And that that break in December, I needed that because I was tired. I was kind of fed up. I was just like, oh my gosh, I got kicked in the butt. I'm tired. I just, I need a break. And I would say take advantage, y'all. Take advantage of that time in December when you're done with exams. Don't even think about law school. Don't pick up a book. If your backpack looks a mess from all your outlines and throwing papers in it, guess what? Leave it like that. Mm -mm, You don't need that kind of energy in your life, okay? (laughs) So going into second semester, that is how I was feeling. I felt that I needed another break. I was like, my goodness, 
I feel like I have been going non-stop. I needed another two weeks before school started. And my attitude, at least, the, my perspective, it wasn't, I wasn't ready to come back yet. And I definitely needed to change my perspective because I was just irritated. That's really what my second semester was. For a good month in January, I was just like, I'm irritated. I don't want to be here. Why am I here? I'm tired. I'm fed up. I don't feel like going through this again. Mm-mm. I don't want it. I don't want that kind of energy right now. And I, it was in February when I was like, okay, Madison, the really, the worst part of law school is just the finals. That, that's really what I just had to remind myself and continue to remind myself. I'm like, okay, the entire semester, yeah, it's going to be difficult. But the worst part of it is the, the finals when you're preparing, when you're making those outlines. Okay. It's just, it's that when you're doing all those practice exams, that is the worst part of it. And once I kind of changed my perspective, and when I tell y'all, it took a minute. Whew, it took a minute. I, when I changed it, everything was a lot easier for me. And I kind of was able to prioritize things for myself in a different way. Because I was able to learn what worked for me and what didn't work for me. And so just because, you know, after first semester, well, your entire first year is a is a learning curve. You're learning. But after first semester, you kind of get to know what works for you study-wise, what doesn't work for you study-wise, what works for you in the classroom, um, going to office hours, all the things like that. What are the resources that you should be taking advantage of? Um, you're able to really learn about that and use it to your advantage during the second semester. So that was the biggest lesson that I learned was reprioritizing learning that it's okay to take a break and my attitude shifting my attitude and knowing that the worst of it is not here and I can handle it because I've been through it before because there's so many people that have come before me that have been through it and they have made it gracefully (laughs) so I knew and I continue to remind myself that I can do it um so that's that's really what second semester was for me Now, a part of the attitude that I had second semester in the break, during that break in December, coming into second semester, was that I wish I took a year off before law school. And I remember I let Mrs. Kimbrough know this after, I think it was uh, about a month into second semester. I, I just told her, I'm like, okay, you know what? I wish I took a year off because, and this is maybe not be for everyone, But I know for me and a good amount of other people, um, taking a year off before law school, at least going straight from undergrad to law school, it's uh, it's just a lot of work. You're literally going from school to school to school to school to work. And it's definitely a trend. Like undergrad and law school, it's a transition. It's not the same thing. However, it would have been nice to just take a break. And just kind of breathe a bit. I knew what I was getting into, but it wasn't. It's just, it's, I, I wish I could say this to my, <laughs> to my um, former self and just say, you know what? You are so prepared 
and you have talked to so many people who are in law school, who have graduated from law school, who are judges and attorneys, and they have told you and you have prepared for this. However, no matter how prepared you are, no matter how many people you talk to, no matter how many experiences you know of, it is never the same as experiencing it for yourself. And so, um, yeah, for myself, I just wish I took a year off because I just needed a break. It was just a lot. But um, I feel good now. I definitely feel a lot better. Um, Second semester, like I said, it was not as bad as first semester was for me because I knew what I was getting myself into. I definitely learned so much after first semester, plus this whole coronavirus thing hit. And um, I think the summer also helped prepare me a lot more. But that's really what my 1L year was about. It was about transitioning. It was about acceptance and restructuring uh, my life. And I hope that me sharing my experience for my 1L year, I hope that me sharing my journey to law school and about me kind of sharing with you all my first week of my 2L year helped you in some way. Um, or at least even if you're just not looking, <laughs> not listening for this to help you, maybe you're just curious on how I'm doing, but I really appreciate you all for listening. Um, and just thanks again for tuning into another episode of Soon to be Esquire. Thank you again so much for listening in on this episode. Be sure to check back, not next week, but the week after that for another episode of Soon to be Esquire. And on this episode, I'm actually going to be introducing a very special guest. Yes, another interview, um, someone with a different perspective. And I'm so excited for y'all to hear about this person. He is amazing. So be sure to tune in and also check out our Instagram page.